Welcome back. Episode 10 of State Traditions Podcast, week three of college football. Week two of professional football, but we're not talking we about talk that. We don't talk about that. We're not talking about that today. Um, before we start, don't forget our game day podcast promo. Game day podcast, no spaces, 35% off your entire order. I mean, that's, that's just mind-blowing. Everything on the website. Anything you could possibly want from, like, you know, button-downs all the way down to stickers. Stickers, I mean, koozies. Stack some cash with that promo code. Well, we will get our warehouse guy, Tuck, on it, and he will send it to you as fast as possible. Like, like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we're turning around orders in, like, you know, 24 hours these days. We're getting pretty quick at it. Yep. So... Before we go into like the week two reactions, we're gonna start off with something new this week and it's a trivia question that you can answer on our social media page. I'm not gonna tell you the question yet because I want you to listen to more of the podcast, but it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, we're gonna put up a Instagram story tomorrow, which will be Thursday? Thursday. And uh, you'll be able to answer the question via that Instagram story. Send us the answer. We'll pick one random person who actually got the answer right because it's a pretty obscure question. So send us your answers tomorrow. We'll be looking for it, and we'll announce somebody on Friday. And you'll you'll get a hat, sticker, and a koozie of your liking. So if you big Alabama fan, big Auburn fan, choose a bunch of Auburn stuff. Oh, yeah. Choose a bunch of Alabama stuff. You're a Boise okay. State fan? Get you a Boise State hat. Get you a Boise State hat. If you like America, get all of our America stuff. Absolutely. Give it away. We're just giving stuff away here to our pod, loyal podcast winners. Um, so week two reactions. What stood out last week to you? Uh, big games. I went to the South Carolina, Carolina Georgia game. South Carolina stayed with them for the first half, um, but second half Georgia kind of pulled away, and that was the hottest game I've ever <laughs> been to in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was great that, that Georgia came out kind of, you know, I'm not going to call it a statement win, but they came out in the second half, took care of business, um, beat South Carolina pretty handily, and uh, I think it's a great kind of marker for the season to see where Georgia's at early on. Yeah, and, uh, and another big game last week that um, had some controversy in it was Texas A&M and Clemson. Close game, and Clemson barely pulled it off. That would have been a big win for Jimbo Fisher. Would have. Um, I, I was a little surprised by this. I, I really thought A&M would, would come in and uh, – or not a and I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought Clemson was going to come in and – I don't know if I say wax A&M, but I thought they would handle the business by at least 10 points, and it would be a much uh, more de- definitive victory for them. But um, it was at least good to see, you know, Texas A&M actually come out and play a little boat ball. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe they've got Mississippi State this week and then Alabama. So they've, they've got their work cut out for them. Yeah, they've got a, a tough tough schedule ahead of them, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they come out on the other side if they can if they can pull a win out of those two teams. Uh, Mississippi State you know, showed up well against Kansas State. Um, I was really surprised uh, with how well they played against Kansas State and actually how well Kansas State played. Um, I knew they weren't going to be a, a great football team, but they held their own against a, a pretty good Mississippi State team. Yep. Um, so moving on, we every week we post 
an Instagram story where you guys can ask us questions and going to going through a few of those. Hunter Jordan at Hunter Jordan seventy three asks us, "Will Tennessee ever win an SEC game this year?" I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that they will. Um, if they do, it's probably gonna come from South Carolina. But if you go through their schedule, their next few games are. They've got Auburn and Alabama in the next three games, and um, and someone else pretty good as well. Kentucky, who came out and beat Florida this weekend. Yeah, so they've got Florida, they got Auburn, then they got Alabama. I don't. They I don't, don't think win they, any of those. They don't get any of those. They might get a win from from USC. They might get a win from Vandy. You never know. Missouri, maybe. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, Hunter Jordan. Yeah, I don't I don't think they get a win uh, SEC win this year, which is really tough. Um, I know expectations were, were pretty high for Pruitt, um, being in kind of the same mold as Kirby Smart. I think people expected a lot of him, but he's overcoming ten years of bad coaching hires at, at Tennessee and, and doing the best he can there. Yeah, so we'll he, see. He didn't have the great uh, greatest to inherit at Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going to Jonathan Jowers. Yeah, yeah, I read that right, Jonathan Jowers. <laughs> I hope that's not your last name, and if it is, it's a cool last name, man. Um, he said, why Todd Grantham gets big jobs running a 3-4 defense even though it's never successful? I don't yeah. know. Hirsch? Uh, uh, okay, so to me there's really two parts in this question. The, the first part of the question is, why does Todd Grantham keep getting um, – big jobs in not just the SEC, but the ACC. Um, that I don't know because he I, he hasn't been really successful. I think, you you know, Jonathan also kind of questions 3-4 defenses, which 3-4 defenses are, are kind of proven. A lot of people are going to it um, with more and more teams going to a spread offense. A lot of NFL teams run 3-4s. I, I think the 3-4 defense is solid. I, I don't think we're questioning that. I think what we're ending up questioning is, you know, why is somebody who has repeatedly been average at best getting big-time coaching jobs, um, you know, down at Florida, for example, I don't really have a good answer for that. I mean, sometimes I you just ride some coattails and you end up in the right spot at the right time. And you never know. You might learn something one week and, I don't know, turn, turn, turn your around. face. I, who knows? Um, Austin P.F. – no, P. Frank. Austin P. Frank. Are Auburn fans the most insecure fan base in college football? Potentially. Potentially, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a little too soon to tell that, but over history they could be. Yeah, I it's think debatable. I, I think the, the thing that you see coming out of Auburn fans is they are uh, forever going to be the little brother of Alabama. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're not, they're, they don't have the, the same storied history. They don't have as many national championships, whether Alabama makes some of those up or not. You know, that's another debate. Um, but uh, I just think, you know, they're always trying to basically play in the Napoleon complex of having to, you know, stand up. We're as good as Alabama, even though, you know, once again, you look at historicals, probably not. So I think they really could be the most insecure fan base. Yeah, and hopefully they, that Malzahn down there gives them a reason not to be insecure. But yeah. I mean, they make it to the SEC championship last year. There, there's some, there's some more confidence building down in Auburn. Yeah, I think they've had, they've really had a good run, um, really for the past decade. I mean, but the problem is Alabama has been so dominant on top of that that there's not much you can do about that. You're witnessing literally the greatest run of any college football program in history 
in Alabama and you're having to play them every year to get to a conference championship, there's not much you can do about that. Yeah, I, I bet Auburn fans are looking forward to Saban retiring, whether it's next year or 20 years from now. Who at knows some when point, he's going to retire? I, I think all of college football is looking forward to Saban retiring. Yeah, at some everybody point. but Alabama fans. Yeah. But. Um, at McAllister Dodson, 16, he said, go Big Blue. I, I want to say, go Big Blue, find a new coach. <laughs> I agree with you there. I mean, all I have to say is, you know, go Big Blue. They had a huge win against Western Michigan. Huge win. Go sit Monumental. out. Monumental. Sit out. When you beat a real team, you can say, go Big Blue. but In-state rival. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's a this real, like, fiery rivalry between Michigan and Western Michigan. Um, yeah, whenever you beat a real team, you can you can start chanting Go Big Blue, but until then, um, go find a new coach because Harbaugh doesn't seem to be getting it done. How, how long are they going to wait? But anyway, at Kyle Dawson, said, at Kyle Dawson 8090, uh, UGA is for real. Also, shout out to D2 Valdosta State for taking over D2 this year. I mean, Kyle, we're not talking D2 here, and I don't even know what state Valdosta State's in. So I'll talk a little bit of D2 because I have some passing knowledge. Um, Valdosta State is in Georgia, Valdosta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, don't be surprised. Valdosta State won a national championship in D2 like four or five years ago, relatively recently. Um, they're historically a very strong D2 program. I'm not sure why we're surprised that they're taking over this year. It's, yeah, it's kind of like saying anybody, you know, uh, an Alabama and Auburn or, or LSU or, you know, traditional powerhouses is doing well. It's, it's once again, this isn't a real surprise to me. Yeah. Well, Kyle, for one thing is that UGA is for real. They seem to be for real. We, we will see the further they get into the season. Uh, I think it's it's UGA's to take for the East. I think they could very easily end up uh, in Atlanta um, for contending for an SEC championship, mm-hmm. as long as they don't beat themselves. Yep. Um, all right, moving on to our reactions. Um, we covered a, a little bit of this, but yeah. one, one thing I wanted to hit on, um, first two to three weeks, every year of the college football season, um, you repeatedly hear the same, um, not rhetoric, but kind of feedback from people in the press, fans of why are we scheduling so many cupcake games? Why are we scheduling these um, non-Power 5 teams? Why are we scheduling these FCS teams? And uh, I'll be honest, I, I think these games really serve a purpose, even though they might not be the most exciting thing to watch. I think that it serves a couple of purposes. One, it lets your players get some experience. You, you get up by a good amount, you take your starters out, you give the backups some experience so that if somebody gets hurt later in the year, they're not taking their first snaps against an all-SEC defensive end. Well, it's it's kind of like the preseason for NFL. you got to play these games. Get, coaches get to know what they actually have. College doesn't have preseason, so it's kind of like preseason, even if they start with a big game. To begin with. And, and there's only so much you can scrimmage against one another. Um, you know, playing college football, I, I played against two guys that ended up in the NFL, and I could hold my own against them every day at practice because I knew what their moves were. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, one of, one of them still playing in the NFL. He plays for the Bears right now. Um, and meanwhile, I'm sitting here doing this podcast. But that it, just kind of tells you that what, once you get day in and day out, you learn what's what's coming from – an offensive or a defensive standpoint, so you really do need need these games 
for the opportunity to install your offense, fine-tune your blitz packages, and, and once again, get some of these younger guys some snaps and experience so they're not just going in blind later in the year. And to be honest, this podcast sometimes feels like the NFL. It does. It is we the have NFL. football field behind us, like, I don't know. It's the NFL of college football apparel-based podcasts. Now, that's our new slogan. It is. That's our new slogan. Um, so I want to run this by you real quick. Could have been the biggest upset of the week last week. So Your close. alma mater. So close. Against Florida State. So close. We, uh, I was watching this game. My wife was uninter- uninterested, thinking that Sanford had no chance. Um, Sanford takes the ball on offense and immediately throws a bomb for a touchdown. Um, and keeps the game very, very close going into the last quarter. Um, ultimately throw a couple pick sixes, lose the ball a couple times, and uh, make some mistakes, and, and you end up uh, losing to Florida State. But that game, you know, I think the entire world was sitting there thinking that there's no way this is going to be a close game. And, and uh, I think Sanford came out, and, you know, one thing I will say, Delvin Hodges, the quarterback, he was an All-American last year returned and came back and showed why he was an All-American. He's got a good arm, good pocket presence, can think on the run. And uh, the wide receiver, McKnight, same kind of guy. They have a good defense. They're going to make a playoff run at at the FCF's level. And uh, so it's not really, really surprising to see them play that well. Um, Just notoriously, you see an FCS school on the schedule as a a D1 team, and you think, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. And, you know, you never know what could happen. Like, you know, 11 years ago, App State comes in and beats number five Michigan. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. That game was delayed a little while, so that, that could have been a reason that FSU wasn't out there. And maybe they partied too hard the night before. Probably. Speaking of cupcakes, but anyway. <laughs> so after last week, week two, I went three and two last week. I'm now seven and four with my picks. Curse, pretty good week last week at five and oh. I was proud of that. I was really surprised. I, I thought. Um, kind of reviewing notes for the podcast this week. I thought maybe I'd, I'd slipped up on one, but I ended up 5-0. and I'm 9-2 and on the season, so I'm feeling good. But, of course, it's it's week three. You know, it's, it's my time to shine. There you go. It's my time to shine. Yeah, well, we'll see. This is where we start to get into the meat of the schedule. Um, there's a good, few good games to pick. There's a few out-of-conference games that could very easily kind of go one way or another. So we'll, we'll see how it comes out on, on the other side this week. So before we get to our week three picks – this is the big moment we've all been waiting for. Trivia time. First ever trivia State Traditions podcast. First time we've ever done this. Took a while to pick the question. So go to our Instagram tomorrow on Thursday um, and write your question or write your answer into our question box. We'll have the question box up there on the stories that you can find and just send your answer right to us. And if you were right and you were picked, you're going to get a hat, koozie, and sticker of your choosing. But So going to this question out of NHL, NBA, NFL, and the MLB, how many states do not have a pro team? You can name one. Alabama. Alabama, yeah. That's an easy one. We're giving you a softball to start with. Virginia. Virginia, yeah. I mean, that's you, two. You go around so the southeast, you're going to find some. It's at least two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so give us those answers tomorrow and or Thursday or whenever we this thing post. Okay. Give, give us your answers on Thursday, <laughs> and uh, we will pick a winner on Friday, and we will send you whoever the winner is. You're going to get your hat, your koozie, and your sticker. Yeah, you can even pick a 
AL Puffy. Yeah, one of these new state letter hats flying off the shelves. They are uh, they are hot. Easily our most popular item of fall so far. They are hot. Um, so going to week three picks, I got to step it up this week. We've got Auburn favored over LSU. I'm going to stick with the favor, Auburn. I agree with you. I'm I'm going Auburn. Um, from what I've watched, I haven't. Uh, I watched the first week Auburn game, and I've watched a little bit of LSU last week, and obviously first week. LSU offensive line is continuing to struggle, even against southeastern Louisiana this weekend. Um, a little concerning there. The offense isn't firing at 100. percent You know they're still kind of getting used to uh, Burrow back there at quarterback, and uh, you know the one thing that could keep LSU in this is is the defense pressuring. Um, Jared Stedham. Hopefully they get in his face a little bit. He makes some bad decisions, but I've also seen some questionable play out of the LSU secondary. So, you know, it'll be interesting to watch, but I think Auburn ultimately ends up winning this game at home. Yeah, okay. So i got to step it up now that we're picking the same teams. <laughs> so going to the Pac-12, and I want to know if there's any Pac-12 fans out there. Please let us know. Let us know. I'm going to send you a sticker personally if – you are a fan of a Pac-12 team and listen to this podcast. But going to USC versus Texas, USC is favored in the polls, but not in Vegas. Which is interesting. That uh, doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, this is going to be, it's a fun game. I think there's going to be some nostalgia around that old national championship game. Literally mm -hmm. one of the best national championships you'll ever watch. Texas does not have Vince Young. Yeah. <laughs> and Texas USC does have, not have Reggie Bush. So Texas doesn't have a whole heck of a lot going no. for it right now. Let's be honest. Um, I go Texas. I'm going the other way. I'm going, I'm going USC. I think they have a better team. I think uh, Texas probably has more to prove at this point because – Obviously, they've, they've lost Maryland. They um, have not played well. But I, I don't think it's going to be a particularly good game or a really fun game to watch. But I do think USC ends up winning. Mm -hmm. So another underdog in the polls but favored in Vegas in the Big 12, Boise State versus Oklahoma State. I'm working, wearing an Oklahoma State shirt right now. Yeah. But I go Boise State. You're going Boise? Mm -hmm. I'm going Oklahoma State. Um I watched a little bit of film on, you know, I watched some highlights. I watched a couple other clips. I think Boise State has a weak offensive line from a lot of the, you know, from the 10 minutes of film I've watched. They were getting pushed around by UConn, who does not have a good defensive line. Um, I think Oklahoma State ultimately has better athletes. They have a better offense. Um, they're really fast on defense. And I think Boise State is overrated from what I've seen. And uh, I think Oklahoma State ends up winning this game. All right, we're, we're going opposites lately. Yeah. Um, there will be a definitive winner at there, the end of this There week. will be. Um, hopefully it's me, but I, mean, <laughs> I have some catching up to do. Big Big Ten, TCU versus Ohio State. Last game without Urban Meyer on the field. Kirsch, who takes it? I'm going Ohio State. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch. A couple good offenses coming together. Uh, but I think ultimately Ohio State's defense um, – Shuts down the TCU offense. Um, I think TCU, they didn't play great against SMU. Um, honestly, they had to make some big plays kind of um, in the second half to, to really stay in that game. And I think, uh, once again, Ohio State's defense just comes in and shuts down the TCU offense. I'm going TCU. They're 
underdogs by 13 and a half points, but I'm going to go TCU just because I've got to make a comeback. <laughs> so after those picks, we did we were going to pick UCF UNC, but that game was canceled because of the hurricane. Um, let's talk about does Alabama cover the spread over Ole Miss? Cover the uh, spread of these hats over over Ole Miss. See, this is this is one that is uh, it's really really interesting. It's, uh, it's Alabama's minus twenty one, by the way. Right, um, and it, what, you know, you look at last week what Ole Miss did did against uh, Southern Illinois. They gave up forty one points to Southern Illinois. Now, Southern Illinois is another FCS team that's going to make a playoff run. They're pretty good. Uh, but there's no excuse. An SEC defense that you know is marginally they playing, good. They could have been playing second, third string. I did not see that. I didn't, I didn't watch it. So. But but they gave up 41 points against uh, Southern Illinois. They had to score. They were able to score 70. So that I mean, there's a bright spot. But um, you know, if you're going to give up 41 against Southern Illinois, and then you know, what are you, what are they going to give up against Alabama? With the two a time, who, who knows? Uh, yeah. Uh, now, thankfully, once again, Ole Miss is, is able to score, not at will, but it's in Oxford, and that helps as well. <laughs> Historically, you know, Alabama struggled in, in Oxford. The Sharks of Ole Miss. Yeah, the Sharks. Um, so I, I'm really, I, I can't give a definitive answer on on will Alabama cover it. I think they end up maybe winning by 28, but you never know because Ole Miss can score a lot of points. I think they win by 20, and they do not cover the spread. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That could upset a lot of people in uh, in Oxford and Tuscaloosa putting some that money could. on that game. That could, but that's my pick. Are we going to count those two? Or? We can if you okay. want. Let's count those yeah. two. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are all our picks for this week. Going to our new newly segment, Tradition of the Week, and this week it's War Eagle. Yeah, so uh, – Obviously, one of the bigger games this week, LSU at Auburn. Um, and one of the cooler traditions, you know, uh, there's a bunch of pregame traditions around around the country that are um, obviously unique. And this is one that, that is, you know, if you talk to people and they've experienced it, they talk about how much fun it is. Um, prior to the game, you know, Auburn has the eagle that um, starts at the top of the stadium and, and circles around and ends up landing at midfield. Uh and it's just a really cool experience to, to be a part of, and everybody's chanting War Eagle and and the whole nine yards. But uh, it's just, once again, really cool it's to kind of see that eagle very cool. soaring in. I saw it last year at the, at the Iron Bowl, and it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite traditions in college football. But another favorite tradition of mine in college football is our state tradition's tailgate drink of the week. Oh, yeah. That, so, that's close to number one in my book. <laughs> Because you can't have a good tailgate without some drinks. Exactly. Uh, this week, we're doing tailgate rum punch. So it's not your traditional rum punch that you might get on the beach somewhere or might get at a bar. Um, this, you know, to me, there are two things that when you have a tailgate drink, it has to fall into this category. It's got to be easier to make, cannot be complicated, because you've got limited supplies and limited room to work with. And it's got to be portable. You got to be able to put yeah. it in a plastic cup and walk around from tent to tent. It's got to be light. It's got to be. Yeah, it, it can't good, be. Good kickstart to the morning. Yeah, and this is another one of those that, like you said, is, is a kickstart to the morning. You've got a little, um, you know, rough estimate here about six ounces of uh, orange juice, six ounces of Sprite, and four ounces of uh, any type of rum you want, whether that's spiced rum, coconut rum. I would, I would suggest staying away from 151 unless you're a madman. 
looking to get crazy on game day. But uh, it's a fun one. You've got some bubbles from the Sprite. You've got some orange juice. And of course the rum to kind of give it a little bit of kick. It's another good one that you can start off first thing in the morning, swap the beer and cruise the rest of the day. Now our boss told me Sprite is the best thing to drink when you're hungover. I would agree. Um, it's, so, it's done wonders for me in the past. So you put the best thing to drink while you're hungover into another drink? That's a, <laughs> that's a concoction for oh, success yeah. there. Oh yeah. Um, so that kind of wraps up what we were, were wanted to talk about this week. Don't forget to answer a quick trivia question. How many states don't have a pro team out of the four major uh, professional leagues? And also don't forget to use the game day podcast code. Yeah. Promo code for 35% off. 35% off, and uh, that'll get you 35% off every single thing on the website, even if there are sale items already marked down, which there are a few on the website still. He's Kirsch. I'm Willard, and that's week three of college, college football. football. Yeah. Let's see y'all next week. Go Hokies. <laughs>